But without further ado, uh, a snapshot from Stuart Clear from Akamai Technologies. Okay, well, good afternoon. Um, the first thing I want to do is actually start proceedings with giving out a nice little gift here. So for the workshop session that Majin were kind enough uh, to invite Akamai along to today, we did a raffle for an Apple TV. And we just drew the business card. So I want to kick off by actually announcing the winner and give away this beautiful brand new Apple TV. So the winner is, and I hope I pronounced this correctly, Marcus Lindian. Technical project manager, internet TV, a TV4 group. Is Marcus out there? All right, Marcus, don't be shy. I'm going to leave it right here so you don't get in the spotlight. Here you go. Thank you. You're welcome. So what I wanted to start with um, is the reason why many of us, if not all of us, are here today is because of the internet, right? this fabulous platform off of which we run many different types of services and deliver many, many different types of content, from video to e-commerce application to software delivery when you get your OS updates from various different vendors. Um, leverage the internet in some way or form. So I wanted to kind of acknowledge the roots of the internet or the origins of the internet. Now, this can be a bit of a controversial topic. People will have different opinions on when they feel or they believe uh, the birth of the internet happened. Some folks will think that the internet kicked off back in 1969 when the United States Department of Defense successfully transmitted data packets and connected four universities together. Some folks will think, actually, I don't believe that. I think the internet really started to become a, a viable entity and a commercial entity back in 1991 with the launch of Netscape uh, and a centerpiece of which, which was Mark Andreessen's creation of the Mosaic browser. Some folks will think it actually started in 1994 with Jerry Yang's Guide to the World Wide Web, or what became known as yet another hierarchical, officious oracle, or what we know today as Yahoo. But from my perspective, from my own personal perspective, I really think the internet became this viable platform for the conduct of business and the distribution of content was when HTTP was born. And that was created back in 1990 by uh, Sir Tim Berners-Lee uh, from the UK. And the reason I say that, and the reason I highlight it, is HTTP, for those non-techies, is really the language of the internet. Right? It's the protocol that allows the internet to work. Right? It's the language that allows us to deliver content across the internet, whether that's web pages, objects, video delivery, which is becoming more and more uh, aligned with HTTP uh, as a protocol. But what I think everyone will agree with whether you differ in your opinion of when the internet was born, is that the internet has changed dramatically how we do even the most basic and even the most advanced tasks on a day-to-day -day basis. So I think you would be hard pushed 
to find a technology that has had such a vast impact on so many people in a relatively short period of time. And I heard, I believe it was from Microsoft earlier, and Google, that the feeling is, is that when it comes to technology, and the internet, I think, falls into this bucket, we're really at the 1% of what the potential is uh, for the internet. So the internet today changes how we learn or how we consume content, right? Going from the physical books that you buy to the new e-readers, like the, the Kindle device. It changes the way we interact, how we socialize. It doesn't replace it, but it's an augmentation of how we interact and how we socialize with work people, with peers, and so on and so forth. It also changes how we shop. So Akamai and our platform, we handle billions of dollars of transactions every single year for the largest retailers uh, in the world. In fact, our network on a daily basis as an aggregate handles approximately one trillion transactions on all of our 115,000 servers that we've deployed uh, all over the world. It's changed how we bank. We, we talked a little bit about this earlier in the day. So today, you can do almost everything from paying bills, applying for mortgages, transferring money, wiring money, not only at your PC, which was really the central device that was used to do that uh, a number of years ago, but now we'd actually be able to do it from your mobile device, from your smartphone. And it's also changed media and entertainment. And that's kind of what I, what I want to focus on for the next couple of minutes. It's really created a much more or a much richer environment to be able to deliver a fantastic, what I call a high fidelity video experience for the consumer. So we've moved and are moving well beyond the television or traditional television experience. And imagine I'm going to give you tremendous insight into what they're doing uh, in this particular area. And Akamai is really enabling the largest media and entertainment companies and broadcasters and movie studios uh, in the world to move from that single screen and to be able to deliver a true television-like experience, but to do it on any device, whether that's an, an iOS device, whether that is a Xbox, a PlayStation, basically any internet-enabled uh, devices. But it wasn't always smooth sailing, so to speak. The internet, as it relates to video, had some growing pains. One great example of that, and you might call it a low light, was back in 1999. Victoria's Secret, I think, had the, whoever was running marketing at that time, brilliant idea to run an advertisement during the Super Bowl that they were going to stream the fashion show for Victoria's Secret for the first time ever on the internet. Now, you might say that the attractiveness of Victoria's Secret to a percentage of the demographic that watched the Super Bowl, which are young guys drinking beer, was a marriage made in heaven, right? So, Victoria's Secret, on Go Live Day, attracted so many visitors, over one and a half million visitors, that they actually crashed the Victoria's Secret site. So a very, very large percentage of people weren't actually able to get to the content. And at that time, we were only talking actually less than a gigabit per second uh, of video content that was streamed during that event. Now, just to put that into context, from 1999, 
when you talk about an event like that that crashed a site like Victoria's Secret with less than one gigabit per second of content, to this year where we peaked on our network 11 and a half terabits per second. It's just been a an immense growth in the amount of video uh, and content that has been delivered uh, on the internet. 2015, we're expected to hit of all traffic one zettabyte, which is about 966 exabytes. The percentage of that that is calculated or estimated or forecasted to be video is in and around 60% based on current growth trends. The percentage of video traffic today, on average, of all the internet traffic, right, so that's everything, is around 40 to 45%. Uh, percent. So within the next three years, we're going to see a huge jump uh, in the amount of video that's being pushed on the internet. Now, a great example of where we're headed, you know, we looked at Victoria's Secret, which is, uh, let's call it a low light. Right? We, were, we, we were learning as an industry in those days. Fast forward to the Olympics of this year, and Akamai worked with uh, 23 broadcasters around the world, the largest broadcasters in the world, to deliver the Olympics. And we delivered the equivalent of over 9,500 years of video content that was consumed across all of those 23 different broadcasters. So what's next? We've proven as an industry, not just Akamai, that we can deliver the largest events on the internet or the, that the internet has ever seen in its history. The Olympics is a great example. The World Cup was a great example. The Obama inauguration was a great example. So there are certain conditions that need to be in place for this explosion to continue. One is broadband adoption, of which in the Nordic region you have a, an extremely uh, high percentage. Average speed, in Sweden, for example, you know, I'm saying an average, there are folks that have much, much higher connection speeds, are six and a half megabits per second, which is more than enough to be able to stream very, very high quality video um, on IP connected devices. IP devices will continue to explode. That really began in 2007 with the introduction of the iPhone. By 2020, there's expected to be, or forecasted to be, 10 billion connected devices on the planet. It's a phenomenal uh, number. So that trend, um, or those devices, is what's going to fuel the consumption uh, of this video content. Of video content itself, the percentage that is forecasted to be consumed on mobile devices in three years from now is between 55 and 60%. So actually, it will pass traditional PC-type type devices. Content availability is, an, is another one, meaning premium content, paid content. <clears throat> so what I want to kind of close with is talking about what's next. Right? We've proven we can deliver very large live events. The internet has proven its weight, if you like, and its ability to be able to deliver great uh, video experience. But one of the, certainly one of the trends are one of the things that we expect to see, not looking 10 years out or five years out, but in the next one, two, and three years, is this rescue package, if you like, or this bailout for the home entertainment business, because it's under tremendous pressure right now. And it's largely under pressure because of all of the piracy that goes on.
on the internet today. So that's my key, I guess, to wrap up. So Akamai is playing um, a very important role in that, and I'd be happy to talk to any retailers, commerce providers, any entity that's out there today that's delivering content, video content, um, to uh, mobile devices. But to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, and this is a peek into something that Hollywood has cooked up in the last couple of minutes that will give unprecedented freedom to the consumer, and that's something called ultraviolet that will go far above and beyond anything in terms of freedom that a consumer has with premium video content today. So with ultraviolet content, a consumer will be able to register up to 12 different connected devices. They can use those devices to stream and even view that content offline. And they'll also be able to stream simultaneously the same video content at home. And it's this ultraviolet ecosystem that is really being driven by the six major movie studios that have gotten behind this initiative and are really starting to promote it heavily uh, in Europe. So my last comment will be, let's come back next year and we'll see how widely ultraviolet has been adopted uh, in the industry. So thank you very much. Thank you very much, Stuart. Uh, we are...